Okay, Grace, do you want to repeat what you just said? (laughs) So, because I'm very tired and not very imaginative, I have typed in fun conversation topics, right? And I think, see, this is is what people who mask do Mm -hmm. to blend in with the neurotypicals. (laughs) Can I... Would you mind if I took us on a brief tangent before you told us your fun topics? Okay. So, I have been reading... And I know this is going to be a shock. I've been reading a real book this past week. Wow. Normally it's fan fiction, but I've been reading an honest-to-God published book by the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Chuck Tingle. Oh, what a guy. He's a doctor? He is. He's always been a doctor. Was he a doctor of? I have no idea. (laughs) Is he like a you kind of doctor where it's not actually anything like medical, it's just something... Well, first of all, I'm not a doctor. I don't have a... Doctor, what is no. you fucking blow hard about I've some serious I've, shit, don't you? I've never claimed to have a PhD. Oh, I don't know what you got. I've got a master's degree. Alright. That's not a doctor shit. Anyway, uh, he, he's Master written a... James. <laughs> you know what, yeah, call me Master James from here on out. That gives me a woody. Anyway. Oh, dear. Does this include my master's from the University of Life and my degree from the School of Hard Knocks? No. <laughs> um, I've got some. I went to uni at somewhere worse than the School of Hard Knocks, Hull. Well, Any- <laughs> I would like to be addressed as emissary of hell, Grace. <laughs> the emissary from hell, Grace. Do do do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Wow. Um, one of the characters in Doctor Chuck Tingle's phenomenal book, Camp Damascus also does this, because they are autistic. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. They go to a party, and at one point they... At several points of the story, they write down three interesting facts they can tell people at the party. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and it's... Oh, re- oh, have you? Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, uh... It was more like, um... If I... If there are people I know, and I'm trying to remember stuff about them, I'll write down three things about each person and I'll try and commit to memory who they are and what it's about. So like, mm. okay, this person likes dinosaurs so I'll talk to them about dinosaurs. This person likes this, I'll talk to them Interesting. about that. And like, okay. I, I'm pretty sure like if the police don't get up, they'll be like, that's a psychopath. But <laughs> I think it's just a common autistic trait, you know? Gotta be prepared, bro. Gotta be prepared. Mm. <laughs> and for the listeners who haven't been here, Grace, you are on the autistic spectrum. You've yeah, yeah, diagnosed yeah. this and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like from when I was young, before it was cool. Oh. Yeah. When back when it was incredibly uncool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Incidentally, I would highly recommend Camp Damascus. Uh, in a few moments, you're going to hear us recommend some amazing fics from Yuri on Ice. But I also have to throw in Camp Damascus by Chuck Tingle. It's a phenomenal novel. Turns out he can write serious books as well as uh, the Pounded in the Butt series. So. I am fully expecting a Pounded in the Butt by Camp Damascus coming out. I, I'm I, not sure he will, though. I don't think they're going to blur those lines somehow. Yeah, because this is... It's a serious novel, and it is a horror novel at some parts. Mm. Mm. So, I I think he's going to try and keep it separate yeah. from his, his goofy-ass stuff. Yeah, I, I think, like, from what I've heard of it already, it's quite, it's got a lot of sensitive topics in there while being it does. horror, so... And a lot of stuff relevant today. So the camp itself is a gay convert version therapy? 
place. Oh, shit. So, okay. So it's yeah. a serious novel about a, a gay conversion camp with a 100% success rate. Yeah. Really good, though. Like, not the camp, obviously. The, the book itself. Yeah. Would recommend. I will lend it to one of you when you're done. When yes. I'm done. If you'd like to pass them around. Sorry, Grace, I cut you off. Um, What did you find on things to... Interesting conversations. There's, there's this thing called 150 Funny Conversation Starters, guaranteed to get a laugh. Oh, cool, man. Now, okay. it, never mind us answering it, but like, I, I don't know, I feel like some of it could lead to good things, some of it might not. What was the last okay. thing you did for fun is at the top? <laughs> okay. And I'm just like, okay. um, come on, mate. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That is oh no! Not in this day and age. That's not going to get a laugh. <laughs> I played Hades. Great. I can't. Uh, I can't remember the last time I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good thing I did play Hades in that gap before we recorded because <laughs> yeah, it'll be radio silence. Because aside aside from like work and crying and yeah, all those things, no, come on. It would probably be have a wank. <laughs> Come on, this is... I did, that was the no, point. No, 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 this is veering towards the dark side, right. See, that's what I'm saying, it's such a shit question. <laughs> okay. Right, the last thing I did for fun, I went to look at a Lancaster bomber. Yes. You did. The last I did. thing I did for fun was have a nap and delay the schedule. <laughs> you did, yeah, you had a nap and you threw off this, <laughs> and now we're all a bit sleep depth as we record our emergency extra content. I'm not well, sleep Hi, depth. everyone. I am. I'm and not, I'm drunk. Nap. I had an hour nap, and I'm still dying. Because Grace like, is sleep depth. No, I had no sleep last night, and I've been running I'm upset because my schedule is ruined, and oh. Nick is wasted. Yeah, I'm just pissed. So, so. so um, I'm going to write into the Thought catalogue and tell them that the top <laughs> one should be erased. Didn't help. I think 149 funny conversation starters is more like it. Uh, what part of a kid's movie completely scarred you when you were younger? Watership oh, Down. E easy. Um, <laughs> oh, Watership Down. All of Watership Down. Just all of Watership Down. Yeah. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The yeah, let's narrow it down. Which bit in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory traumatised you? <laughs> Hang on a second. None of it, actually. No, no, sorry. There's oh. got to be... There is a distinction here. Is it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? I can't remember which is which. Right, Willy We're Wonka... We're talking about the old one with the death tunnel, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That. Yeah, that's pretty traumatising. I love the rest of the movie, but yeah, that bit used to scare me as a kid. <laughs> so, it wasn't the tunnel that got me. It was the blueberry scene. Wow, oh, okay. Right. That scared the shit out of me as a child. So, you guys probably know this already, but just in case the listeners don't, interesting fact about the blueberry scene. Some people, it's scarred for life. Mm -hmm. Some people... They I were do know where this is going. They were indifferent. Because <laughs> I told you about this. <laughs> Some okay. people, it was their sexual awakening. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. I found a whole subreddit of that kink. <laughs> Of it's of characters becoming large and blue. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I believe it's called R slash Blueberry. <laughs> it's like the fetish equivalent of the time vortex in Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has the kink of the time vortex from Doctor Who, please write in. Aww. I will do ASMR the Doctor Who theme for you. 
Some are inspired. Some run away. Some go mad. Yeah, so it's r slash blueberry for anyone who is into that and is looking for a community. I could already see James going TARDIS and then making fucking funny noises around the place. Could you not hear me ASMR that already? I could, but you didn't do the name of the product and then do the ASMR. Like, oh, that fucking, fucking Bentley woman, you girl. mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. You've seen that, I'll take it, Grace. I've seen the Rolls-Royce one and I've seen the other one. There's two of them that do it. There's actually three because uh, another one's got, I've a, only got hold of a Mercedes somehow and he's doing that now. Oh, I've only it. seen the woman going, Bentley, tap, 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 and people just taking the piss out of her. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've done that with my Which has car. been fun. Oh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> my little shitbox car. Sophie wants me to do a Rover one. Oh. <laughs> Rover. Nick, it's okay, <laughs> Nick. You don't have to lie. We know you want to do that. <laughs> He's already done it. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. Austin Rover, and you've got a hammer. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. I've seen the There's... Renault Scenic one. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> so good. I forgot what city. There's there's a mayor from Central Europe who's he, he's doing it with the bus. It was Prague. Oh, it's Prague. He, he did it it's with the mayor of Prague. Prague. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a bus. It's one of those ex-Soviet trams. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Was oh, it? for fuck's sake. Well, that's more it's, interesting than a Bentley, at least. It, oh, it's so fun. He, he's clearly having a good time. And when oh. she does the tapping of the wheel, he just gets out a hammer and like hits the side of it and just goes, bong. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, when she started tapping the, the Bentley plate, I thought it was plastic. I was like... Unimpressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I think our favourite was this truck driver who did it with his truck. Daff! <laughs> <laughs> so, I did just open Reddit, and there's something I, I saw briefly. This will probably only really mean things to me and Nick. Mm. Um, there's r slash gloryhammer was at the top of my Reddit recommendations. As it should be. So, bit of background. Glory Hammer, metal band with a bit of a plot line to it. And the uh, no, composer... Right. Okay, so... Yeah? Saying that Glory Hammer has a bit of a plot line... Uh, yeah, that is an uh, understatement. There's <laughs> weirdly deep lore. Yeah, it's like saying that I have a passing interest in trains. Very true. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, looking at the lore and the timeline of glory hammer is like looking at a bowl of spaghetti yes there are there are three concurrent timelines at this point incidentally fucking ridiculous um the composer is he's surprised people are weird about his band and i don't know how he's surprised because it's there's there's some really good fan art and everything mm. at this point but people have been coming to his reddit and asking annoying questions just on purpose just right. to get him to write stupid lore answers but someone just asked ten hours ago, does Margaret Thatcher exist in the Glory Hammer universe? Oh. <laughs> uh, what does he, that's going to be the villain for season eight, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking to see if he said anything. I don't think he has. <laughs> what could you say to that? Well, one of the other band members have weighed in. According to Strict Cannon, she is Angus Thirteenth's mother. <laughs> <laughs> No, come on. Don't do us dirty like that, Glory Hammer. That's not right. (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. I'll tell you what did scar me when I was younger, and that was The Haunted Mansion, the first one. Mm. Because you haven't seen it, James, but you've seen the second one. I have. The remake. 
I rewatched it with William when he came round. And William uh, is Grace's brother. Yeah. Do we want to talk about him as part of the filler? Uh, he's filler material, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit harsh, but okay. <laughs> Younger sibling, I'm allowed to do it. And um, yeah, we're watching the Haunted Mansion, and it. <laughs> Honestly, the first one's so good. I'm not even saying that because it's nostalgic. It's just fucking funny. It's got Eddie Murphy running around in a haunted house. It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, there's this bit. He has to go into a mausoleum. And he's got a, he takes this key out of it. And you hear like the flesh coming apart and shit. Uh, this is a kid's film, right? <laughs> and okay. he goes, all right, I've got the key. For, let's just get the fuck out of here. They turn to leave. And matey fucking just... Oh, you're awake and just sits up in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, ah! <laughs> he drops it. And then they all start bursting out the walls and crawling out of coffins. And it's all these actors hissing and shit and practical effects makeup. I was shitting myself when I was younger. <laughs> and you know what? Even today, I was like, yeah, this is still a nightmare feel. <laughs> okay, I'll watch the original. Cause oh, yeah. I went to see the second one with Grace and her brother, and honestly, the scariest part was her brother coming back from China the entire time. I see. Yeah, he kept grabbing uh, James's He leg. did keep touching me up, which I wasn't a fan <laughs> of. <laughs> He's also, So, Will, when he went to China, was this lovely, clean-shaven lad who a he lot of the girls at my office fancied. He, he and, was never lovely. He was, he was always this sort of, like, deprived. Now he just looks how he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> He always he didn't look it. He looked sort of well behaved. Yeah, he looked like a, he dressed. He used to dress like a Victorian gentleman. He used mm-hmm. to dress in waistcoats, cummerbunds. He had a pocket watch. Like he I've... was, he was that kid. <laughs> and now he's come back, looking yeah. like an extra from our flag means death. Yeah, but wow. like what a an emo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, proper proper piratey looking fella. Very much so. Yeah. Oh. God. It does just prove that Grace comes from a family of gremlins. She I sure mean, does. As the eldest gremlin, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> it's not a lie. I'm just saying I'm the original. <laughs> as a former hipster, I did it before. It was oh wow. <laughs> okay. So hi everyone. Welcome to the shipping forecast. I realised we haven't done this just yet. Um. Yeah. With. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're doing this first. You're going to hear the normal episode in a few minutes, don't worry. Um, We're essentially here because we did a live episode last weekend. The weekend before, actually. Time has flown. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. We did it all in one place for the first time. But it was lacking the kind of fun that we normally try and incorporate into the episodes. It was, by the end, listening to it, it felt like a very serious review rather than... (laughs) the wacky, goofy hijinks we normally get up to as part of a review. So to we balance it out, because <laughs> we were hungover, and because we only had two microphones, and Grace felt like she had to wait her turn to speak, which was very uncharacteristic. I'd never expected that. And because seeing you guys in my living room and reacting in real time to the things I'm saying is weird. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, yeah. we were talking to a chair for most of because we had a chair on the table, so... That's true. Like, we did mount the... bits of you. Oh, did we, <laughs> yeah. did we ever post those pictures to Tumblr? We didn't. You're going to have to send me them, and I will upload them. I probably thought, as part of... I thought I did on the Discord. Maybe I didn't. I'll send send you me them. them again. Yeah. 
So I have them in a place. Mm. As a reminder, you can join our Discord. Thank you for the segue, Nick. Uh, for for the low, low price of £1, you can come be our friends. and You shouldn't need to pay for your friends. <sighs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> for the low, low price of it keeps spam bots out. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. You can, you can join us and hang out with us and... Uh, Call call me names. I don't know. <laughs> Recommend us fix. Or books. You too can hear Nick explain the difference between a Lancaster B2 and a Lancaster B3. Oh, that's totally going as bonus footage in the Patreon now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Nick went into, in our first take of this, Nick went into very in-depth detail about a plane thing. Uh, it was Concorde wasn't it didn't have wheels, something like I don't. I wasn't listening. Um, we'll. I'll put that as a bonus feature if you really care about next train advent, plane adventures, even. But probably also train adventures too. This is the thing. If you want to hear obscure differences between uh, various models that Austin Rover produced in the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties, mm. then join our Discord, and I will attempt to explain. There's some information that annoys Grace as well, talking of people who are full of fun facts. I found someone on Instagram who is the exact doppelganger of Grace. Okay. But it's I like a TikTok slash Instagram lady. I She's not really... She does, all right, first of all, she doesn't really look the same as me. She's just pasty with brown hair. She could easily be your missing <laughs> Secondly, sibling. She's American. Thirdly, yes, she is autistic. She's Swedish, I think. Oh, is she? Yeah. Alright, Swedish then. Fourthly, I hate her. <laughs> Nothing against her, I just hate her. I don't know why. Which is why I'm not going to name her on this show in case we start a feud. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'll, I'll send, I've posted her Instagram in our, in our personal group chat. All right, I'm gonna watch this and go. Oh yeah, I see. It's just it's that's just, just Grace, but it's not though. It looks nothing like but me. But she also comes out with the same kind of things you tell me, and I find that really funny. Uh, it's come up. Well, she's, user not found. Well, just, oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, because I killed her for stealing my fucking material. <laughs> Grace. <no. laughs> uh, let's try again. Oh dear. Right, I'm just gonna search her. Go for it. She's younger than me, so technically. Technically, I see I'll it. There first. Yeah. What do you mean? Right. I kind of see it. I quite like how she describes herself as an uncanny valley girl. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. What's that? So you know, valley girl. They're the typical. Uh, you know, oh yeah, like yeah, totally. I know that, but what's but I and I know what uncanny valley is. Yeah, she's so from the that? uncanny valley. Yeah. Also, she is American. I don't actually know. I don't I know where the uncanny was, valley I is. The un- I thought that wasn't right. The Uncanny Valley is not a real place. <laughs> I think it transcends uh, physical borders of countries. I know, <laughs> I know that there's a house that is considered the Uncanny Valley house, and that's in America, and that's like a, it's like a, you know, in uh, American Gods, they go to that weird house. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's that thing. But um, is it the one in the optician's picture where you look down a? You look into a scope and they blow compressed air in your eye. That's got to be the Uncanny Valley. So, the, in this particular video, like, that waistcoat, I, I'm reasonably confident, is in Grace's house. From her brother's wardrobe. Oh, good grief. 
you're so creepy in like the, <laughs> the weirdest way. It's How's like, that it's creepy? Not, it's not threatening. It's just unfortunate kind of creepy. How's that creepy? I don't know. It's just it's just like it looks like Grace's wardrobe, and I'm just looking at it like what? <laughs> it's the kind of thing look, I expect. I found you... someone who looks just like you, and they look like they're in your house. It's a parallel version of you. I'm not interested. I don't care. What are you on about? <laughs> Why are you looking for another version of me? I'm not the algorithmist. You've, you've got the real thing, bro. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you, Grace. I'm sorry, it's not threatening, it's just unfortunate. It's just... That's such a Grace thing to say. I'm done. I am, I'm honestly done. <laughs> <laughs> Stick a fork in me, I'm done. <laughs> Take out the bit I said, I've killed her. Because like, if, it, if it turns out she's been murdered, that's why she, her, her thing hasn't been found, then suddenly I'm a suspect. Or worse, she's a fan and you've upset her. And I, I've, I've mugged her off. Nah, there's no way that we don't have fans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Statistically unlikely. Statistically oh, for God's very sake. unlikely. Although if it turned out she was a fan, I'd instantly retract everything I said. And exactly. We'd get her on the show. We'd get a crossover. It's different when you're being liked. It's like, oh, someone actually <laughs> likes me. Oh. <laughs> so I've I've got on quota of who is your fictional boyfriend, if we want to do that. I don't have a fictional boyfriend. Yes, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, but would you like one? None of us have oh. fictional boyfriends, Grace. No, none of us do have fictional boyfriends. So why are you asking me what mine is? Do you want to do a quiz to find out who it is? Oh, so I can then have a fictional Yes! Boyfriend. Jesus Christ. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I, did, I must have not heard how you worded it properly. I'm sorry. We don't have to do this. <laughs> no, it's all right. I don't mind having a fictional boyfriend. Let's go. Okay. What's your Hwart's house? What is your Howard's house? Ick. It's kind of cliche. I, I tell you what, I will say, uh, I'm going to play this quiz as... Hang on a minute. I'm going to play this quiz as Sophie. As she is sat next to me. Why? Are you afraid of having... Of revealing your fictional boyfriend, Nick? Um, no, Nick. Lean into it. We want to find out who your fictional boyfriend is. Okay, fair yeah, enough. We don't I can... know which BTS member it's going to turn out to be. <laughs> yeah. All right, I, I tell you what. I'll play as myself then. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'm probably a Ravenclaw. At least I feel like a Ravenclaw right now. <laughs> I took the quiz when I was younger. I know what I am. What are you? I was a Ravenclaw. Hey, really? Wow. Oh, mate, it was a near miss off Slytherin for definite, but because <laughs> I wasn't traditional enough to follow like the norms of dead people pressure, I didn't mm. get into Slytherin. No, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Nick, what's your house? I would like to say Gryffindor. I can see it. Like, doing extremely brave, extremely stupid things. It's the Himbo house. It is the Himbo house. There you go. Okay, I'll pick Gryffindor. What do you prefer to drink in the mornings? Tea. Oh, coffee. I don't know what I did before coffee. Oh, I think... See, I want hot chocolate with coffee in it. Yes. But, so a mocha. But it does end up being tea. Yes, that's the word for it. Yeah, a mocha. I don't know why I know that, but a mocha. Yeah. It's kind of cold outside. What do you wear? Scarf, jacket or sweater. A jacket. Yeah, jacket or sweater. Wear? Thermals, a jacket, <laughs> a coat, a sweater. God. Yeah, for Grace, we need all of the above for Grace. Yeah. Choose a song. 
I've only, I don't know any of these. I've only heard of... I can only place two. Oh, I know... Ah, uh, how do I know? Uh... Wish we could turn back time oh, to the good old days. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Cool, we're One Direction. Oh, I know a classic by MK2. Choose like an emoji. Choose an emoji. We've got a mushroom. Mushroom, cherry, fish, rain, water pistol. Ray gun or fish? I'm going to go ah. fish in oh. the hopes that I get Grace's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Make fishman jokes again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picking the fish because James is picking the fish. Uh, if we ever do merch, can we get a red hat saying that? Probably. Well, yeah, make fishman jokes again. No. How about how about <laughs> fish want me, women want me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Men fear me. <laughs> so, role play time. Okay. Oh no. You're inside a locked house with a serial killer. The serial killer has a friend you met a long time ago and never saw again. You have three things in front of you that could be useful, but you can only choose one. What do you choose? A gun with only one bullet so you can kill the killer and save your friend, but might miss. A key so you can get out, but leave your friend. A knife and a rope. Maybe you can release your friend and escape through her window, but the chances of you ending up dead are higher. Also, oh, that's like they've put them a moral sort of mm -hmm. yeah. thing in it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going the gun. I'm going the gun. I'm going to go the knife and a rope. See, I'm getting the gun, and then I'm escaping out the window anyway. Because then I've, I've got without the rope. <laughs> so, so instead yeah, of climbing well. out of the window, you just sort of Leroy. No, you you Hitler in Danger Five. Your way yes. out of the window at the end. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 gun is so I can lay dead, pretend to lay dead on the floor while only being mildly concussed. So the killer mm. will come out to see what's happened, and then I can turn around and go bang. <laughs> so I reckon. Knife and, knife and rope. <laughs> I will tie the rope to the knife and use it as like a, a Belmont-style whip. Oh, for fuck. Because the thing about a gun is you've only got one bullet. Ah. Whereas, whereas if, you're, if you're whipping a knife around, you're going to fuck him up. However, a gun with one mm. bullet, even after you fire the bullet, is still a blunt object. Yes. But a knife is always a knife. Also, you can stick other bits of shit in a gun. No, you can't. No, no, you <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> okay, Grace has found a loophole. What if the gun is like one of those blunderbusses from the Looney Tunes <laughs> that you can just fill with gravel and just fire at people? It's the rocket it's launcher from Fallout gun. 3. <laughs> they didn't specify what kind of gun. Ugh. Right, who's my boyfriend? I don't know who that is. Who is my boyfriend? Five. I've only who's heard of with? one of the people on this list. Oh, okay. Um... Apparently, I got somebody from Umbrella Academy, oh. but I don't know who it is. Is the character oh. <laughs> five? Okay, okay. I got Mr. Finnick O'Dare from The Hunger Games. Yeah, that's who I got. Hey, like a prat. We're gonna have to fight for him. You can have him. I don't want him. He's cheated on me with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and like four thousand other people. <laughs> Finnick. Oh, I thought we had something special. To be honest, there's a. Hang on. Okay, so according to Sophie, this guy is one of the best ones from uh, the Umbrella Academy. Um, oh, five? Yeah, five. I thought... Yeah, when, I know who like, he is. Like, when he came up, there's, there's an episode of Doctor Who which is set in Eton. 
I know oh, the one yeah. you mean. And there's He's a child with an axe. <laughs> and there's some scarecrows and stuff, but there's like there's this lad who gets possessed by aliens or replaced by aliens or something. I thought it was him. It is. <laughs> so Nick is the same actor. Is it the same actor? It looks it. Really? If we're gonna look it up and turns out James Yeah, turn, turns out we're all fine. No, this so when I googled Umbrella Academy five pictures of that character from Doctor Who also came up. Oh is okay. why I'm saying it. Ah. Okay, I see. Well, let me confirm that. So five is actually like uh a bloke who went forward in time, went back in time again, and he's actually an old man back in his old body. <laughs> so if he's literally just showing me the wiki on him now. No, I'm full uh, of shit. And Possibly Google's full of shit. He's American. Like the only, the only good one on here is Newt. Newt. Scamander. Scamander. No. Oh, that's the wrong Newt. That's not even the right Newt. Yeah, who's that? That's Maze Runner Newt. Oh. Horrendous quiz. I'm sorry. I mean, actually, I, mean, I, I think Newt was in Doctor Who as well. He was. Yeah. There's Peter Parker, not the one who was in Doctor Who. He doesn't have fun magical animals, so... Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up. Grace, you get to pick a fictional boyfriend of your choice. Who do you pick? Can be anyone. I don't know. We'll come back to you. Nick. Right, fictional boyfriend. Any... You can pick... You can date any man of your dreams from any fictional show or anime or anything. All right. Who are you picking? Nick Valentine. Yeah, solid choice. Who's Nick Valentine? He's the robot from Fallout 4. The detective robot from Fallout 4. The detective oh. <laughs> robot from Fallout... Excuse me. The hard-boiled detective robot from Fallout 4 with a heart of gold. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, solid choice. Uh, I really should have had an answer before I asked you guys. <laughs> yeah. Grace, back to you. Uh, I'm quite fond of... The, the Superman from the Superman Adventures. Yeah, oh, he's, he's fluffy, isn't he? He's a, he's a fluffy Yeah, boy. good choice. Good choice. Which has led me to a train of thought. Okay. Captain Pike from the new Star Trek. I, yeah, yeah, okay. I can see it. Absolute Dilf. Yep. <laughs> An all-around cool dude. Tragically dies, but... Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. It's literally in the first episode of Star Trek that he dies. Oh, I see. Okay. So wow. so the new one is a prequel about him, but in the original episode, the first one that was ever made called The Cage, it's it, it's about him when he dies. Right, I see. So we've, we have known this from the very beginning of Trek. <laughs> so we should probably just get into the episode at this point. Yeah, I think we should. Let's go look at I didn't things. think of how we're going to lead into this, so... Uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us ramble. On with the actual show, which is probably going to be a lot drier than our usual stuff. Um, hopefully back to normal when we next, when you next hear from us. Whatever normal is anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I know, right? Okay. I've still got that bloody TikTok video in my head, incidentally. <laughs> which one? Okay, let's go. Oh. Look, every time you fucking mention that, I feel called out. It's, <laughs> okay. it's not just you. No, like, in this, in the town I live in, Grace and James will well know, there is probably the biggest travelling fair in yeah. England land. And, yeah, well, I'm going to go out at about 10 o'clock at night to watch all the showmen turn up because there's some very interesting old lorries that they come in. Mm. <laughs> can you do me wow. a solid? No. As you're watching it, can you just record yourself going, 
Okay, let's go. No. Oh. I'm not doing Fair that. enough. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough fun for one day. <laughs> oh, you know what they don't have at that fair? An ice rink. Because they do in the town near me and Grace. Yeah. At our local fair. No, they don't. Hull needs rink. an ice rink. Because then you can have figure skating. Yeah. Like in Yuri on Ice. Hey. Nice segue. Which you're about to hear me describe in detail about a week ago. <laughs> Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Oh, do we want to jump in? Do we just want to chat shit first? I don't know. Like, what are we? Uh. It's difficult when you can actually fucking look at the other person. This is surreal. We've never actually recorded a full episode with all three of us in the same place before. Mm. But today, we're coming to you not live, but all in one place at Nick's house. Yes. Because we had a party Ooh. last night. Uh, yeah, we did. We're, uh, we're a little bit hungover. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know us, uh, hi, I'm James. Joining me is Nick. Hi. And Grace. Hello. And welcome to the Shipping Forecast. Uh, yeah, probably not going to be a regular thing, but yeah, we're all here. We're all recording. And yeah, Nick, lovely house. There is something I have to talk about first. Go on. And that's the candle in your bathroom. Uh, okay, so what can I say? Sophie likes candles. Sophie loves candles. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love candles. The thing is... Written on this candle is the word relax, and then definitions within. Um, and every time I walk into Nick's toilet, I think about the song Frankie Goes to Hollywood, because I look at this candle, and it just says relax. And I'm just there peeing, thinking about the music video from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And for those who don't know that reference, I encourage you to watch that video, because it is a trip. Okay, so... Um, okay, so full disclosure... I believe that two things should be written on candles. One of them is the brand name. The other is what it smells like or the name of the scent. Mm-hmm. I don't like all this sort of uh, wishy-washy stuff, putting relax and the definition of the word and stuff like that. Or empty platitudes as to how relaxed you are feeling because you are smelling this candle. It's like it's enough that the candle smells nice. But basically what happens is nearly every month or so, sometimes even twice a month, we go to TK Maxx and Sophie picks out a few candles. And it's like, oh, this one smells nice. I'll smell that one. But now it's in my house. An argument could be made that if a candle has something like existential crisis to it and you light it and you do smell it and get an existential crisis, mm-hmm. like maybe then I would agree with having things like relax and, and wellness written on the candles. I just have to check this. Uh, so has a scent ever made anybody here do that before? Uh, sometimes there's the occasional smell that makes me think, oh god. Well, yeah. Smell of burning makes me think there's a fire. Yeah, smell of burning, smell of raw sewage. Burning rubber. Any smell that reminds me of school. Yeah, that was, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so I found some candles on Etsy. Because, of course. I'll I'll post it in in our little group chat. Or I'll try to. My phone crashed when I tried to do that. If we both hold the microphone, because we've got a switch between us. We could fight over the microphone. Because <laughs> so, we're only allowed to be on one line. Hopefully yeah, this yeah, won't yeah. show up, but I only have two directional microphones and there are three of us. So what's happened is I've got the big microphone because I'm talking while I do the intro and Nick and Grace have to share. I had to share on Funpix and Chill and 
James was holding the microphone. I was afraid to say anything because he wasn't pointing it at me. I thought <laughs> I don't have to speak when spoken I, to. I don't think of you as a Victorian child. I did suggest that uh, one of us calls in from my recording studio upstairs. Uh, but that feels like it. That would be impossible, actually, because we'd have to set up a, two computers for that. Yeah, would we? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, we would, yeah, because yeah. um, it needs to be plugged into your box. So for £12, you can get the Existential Crisis Lavender Candle. I've also got one here <laughs> called the Wank Candle. I saw that. My last fuck. Oh, look, it's on fire. Mm-hmm. But does it look? Cool. I mean, does it smell like it should? You know what I mean? That's I the question. I don't know. Oh, here we go. The Wanky Candle Company. There's, thank you for being my unpaid therapist. There's custom text here, which I, I realise they probably mean you can type what you want, but I, I think I'd like a candle for next house that just says custom text. Just says text. custom text here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tempted to order you a candle that says custom because I reckon some people would hate that. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, oh, there's a sticker here which says she's not dead, she's just having an existential crisis. Yes, that's from the Barbie film. Is it? Yes. Oh, I st- yeah, I need, still need to see you that. You should see that. Yeah. That's Margot Robbie face down on that candlestick. I see. For the moment, she just breaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, um, moving away from fire... I'm going to talk about Yuri on Ice because that's what we're here for. Yep. So we can, uh, so we can quite legitimately title this episode as a podcast of ice and fire. Oh, oh, good, good name. And um, yeah, if something funnier comes up, I might use that. But that's solid. That's it. We can okay. di- we can disappoint all the George R R Martin fans mm-hmm. who tune in <laughs> get expecting, our SEO in and then yeah who tune in expecting like Game of Thrones lore and then there's just us fucking waffling on about Yuri on Ice and candles and candles yeah so it's been four days since we recorded the last episode I believe I think it was like Wednesday I want to say I think it was yeah might have been Monday time sort of just blurs into one yeah it's, it's been it was the same week either way and since we had driving and a party. Uh, I only really had a couple days to find a fic, but I also had... I wanted context. So I watched Yuri on Ice, and I dedicated my life to watching Yuri on Ice. So I work from home. Normally, I have a nap at work, because at lunch, sure, I'm going to have a nap. I'm getting glares from the other side of the table from people who don't work remotely. I'm sorry, but uh, you're not. We can't see your face because of the chair. I, Nick can see me, and he's no. So honestly, I have been known to go and have a nap in my car at work. Oh, perfect. That's but fine. Nap, then you understand. Yeah. It, it's it's a great thing. If, yeah, yeah, it helps. I highly recommend work naps. Uh, but not this week. I spent this week watching Yuri on Ice on my lunch break instead because I needed more time to fit in Yuri on Ice. So the moment it hit twelve o'clock, I would log off. I'd go to my TV. I'd sit down. And I could, and I can hear the "Can you feel?" or whatever the lyrics were. <laughs> can you feel my, my heart beat? I'm tired of feeling mm-hmm. it's never enough. And the intro song is a bop. That that was the, that's the first thing I've written in my notes. Intro songs a bop. Did not skip it once. Oh shit! You so right. You work from home, so you could have legitimately just had this on in the background. Oh, I can't watch Yuri on Ice in the background because I don't speak Japanese. I'd have been reading the ah, subtitles the whole I time. See, right. And I didn't want to watch the dub because 
I'm not a casual. The thing is, though, you could have made yourself look really good, though. Say if I had to research something and I work from home, I would just have it on in the background. But no, no. you actually sat down and you got a notepad out and you dedicated time from your day to doing this. Professionals have standards. <laughs> so, one thing I wrote in the notes is I have an apology for Yuri Plisetsky? Grace, is that us? Don't ask me, I don't Russian know. Yuri, Yurio. I have to apologise to him. Because I described him as evil Yuri the whole way through. That's not strictly accurate, because there is an evil version of Yuri, or at least someone who looks a lot like Yuri, but is clearly the evil one out of them. Oh, okay. And that's Korean Yuri, as I've written. Korean Yuri. I didn't write his actual name down. That was a mistake. Uh, Soongil, I want to say? I, I, something like that. It's, yeah. it's two words. He looks exactly like Yuri Katsuki, but he's got messier hair, and he's just incredibly antisocial. You can tell he's the bad boy. How does that make him evil if well, he's just antisocial? You're just an introvert, it's, bro. It's because I yeah, see... Grace is antisocial. It doesn't make her evil. Well, it's debatable. I mean, you are, but you <laughs> yeah. know. I prefer morally... Mm-hmm. I consider him the evil twin of Yuri Katsuki. And that's why I wrote that. I see. Immediately below that, I've written, Georgie is best boy. And that is true. Georgie is my favourite character, and it's one that Grace missed talking about last episode, so... Gregory. Is it not Georgie? I don't know. Georgie? He's the guy who is going through a messy breakup. Yes. Yeah. Georgie. Georgie Popovich. So, he is another Russian skater. In the first rounds, when they go to China, everyone's skating about love and sex and emotion. Uh, Yuri Katsuki, he's got Eros, he's doing the seductive love... Uh, there's there's Kristoff who's doing like the I'm a Dilf and I know it. Um, <laughs> he's he's ice skating to I'm sexy and I know it. Essentially, but is it um, LMFAO? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yuri Plietsky, he's he's skating to unconditional love, and Georgie's just been dumped by a figure skater. Not yeah, no, sorry, a ballet person, a ballerina, a really attractive ballerina, and he is skating on. I am an evil witch, and I curse this bitch of a princess. <laughs> and I love him. He's great. Like, he's my favourite character in this whole show. This poor man deserves more love. Flawless. And, yeah. But at the end, you do get to see him going on a date, and I'm happy for him. Oh, good. So, All right. Spot on. Other things I've written. I have one no TP from this show, and I have to get this out of the way. It is Salah and Mickey... They are Italian skaters. Mickey is very protective of Salah. Like, Salah cannot even speak to other men without Mickey kicking off. Oh, wow. right, okay. Salah and Mickey are brother and sister. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's absolutely an OTP. Yeah, and Mickey very much wants to date his sister, and I, I cannot endorse that. So, But they are no TP by design. I think you're meant to dislike them. Yeah. I must confess, I found Yuri and Victor somewhat abusive early on. Like, there were, um... Most of... Th in fact, one of the first things Victor says to Yuri is, you've got fat, mate. You're not allowed on the ring until you lose some pounds. <laughs> oh, wow. And he's not even fat, he's just figure skater fat. Which yeah. is... A, it's like K-pop fat. It's, like, tiny. <laughs> like, a normal person would just look at them and, and think, oh, there goes a perfectly ad average Japanese person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I they warmed on me by the end. Like once Yuri gets a lot more confidence, it's it's less of like a teacher student dynamic, and I I grew to like them. So wrote that early on, but 
I've changed my mind on them. Mm. So I just thought I'd include that as well. Um, I expected to dislike JJ. First of all, Nick, when you saw JJ, did it really click to you that he was 19? No. Yeah, like he looked sort of like older man kind of vibes. I did mention it. I Yeah, it just didn't quite click for me. Like, that that's a child. <laughs> yeah, he, he did look older. He looked like... Was he as insufferable as he looks like? So. Hyperactive. He is insufferable. However, he is played by a man named Maru, Ma- Mamoru Mayano. Okay. Who is one of my favorite voice actors from Japan. He played uh, Hyoin Kyoma from Steins Gates and also the manager from Zombieland Saga. And he's got this voice. He's just... Whenever he goes on this eccentric, maniacal laugh, it, it's beautiful. You so, may also know him as Light from Death Note. He was also Light from Death Note, so, yeah. Okay. Esteemed voice actor. But, yeah, eccentric, shouty man, and I, I can't be mad at him. <laughs> so, I think if anyone else if anyone else except Dio's voice actor voiced him, I think no one would forgive him, but yeah. because he's just so damn charming, I was pleased with JJ. I see. Fun fact about JJ... He didn't even want to... We made a, bit, a point about um, him proposing, be like, oh no, he's going to die in the last episode. He didn't even want to propose in the show. He was getting upstaged by someone else, and he was like, well, I've got to one-up this. Ah, propose on the spot. I see. And I thought that was quite funny. That <laughs> he, he didn't even plan this, but then he was like, oh yeah, well, fine. I'll get married too. Fuck you. <laughs> So, yeah, he's a little shit, but I love him. Mm. Um, I was convinced on Osebek and uh, Russian Yuri by the end. Uh, I'm sure Grace knows why. I don't really want to spoil the ending, but they were very cute. Uh, and lastly, um, I got... I think I still ship Yuri and Yuri, and the main reason for that is a scene that Grace told us about, mm. but it's a scene with... We never actually see this scene, but it's the time Yuri got drunk at a party, and we just see it through photos from other people's phones. Ah, and something may have happened. And something definitely happened. Yeah. But, um... There's a scene where Japanese Yuri is dancing, and Russian Yuri has stepped up, and it's clear they they were having, like, a (laughs) dance-off. But the thing about Russian Yuri is, he's 15. He's not drunk. Yeah. Because that's illegal. So, so <laughs> there's. And in anime, teen drinking doesn't exist. Yeah. So he's just humoring his rival, being like, yeah, fine, dance off. And he's looking like equally as much of a tit. And <laughs> it's for this reason I ship the two of them. Oh, what a guy. Because, like, he, he sees him as his rival and he's like, fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I ship them as rivals, not as partners, though. They're a Dante and Virgil dynamic, in my opinion. Is my thoughts, anyway. I'm, I'll just see if I can find the photo for Nick. I like the idea that uh, Victor and Yuri just end up adopting Russian Yuri more than anything. I've seen a lot of that trope. And I agree. There we go. So, Nick, that's that's one of the photos. Okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing their little dance, and... The blonde one is stone cold sober. And there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that when you're drunk. I can't do that when I'm sober. Yeah, they're, they're figure skaters. They can do a lot of things. 
Also, who shot those photos? Kristoff, uh, I want to say. Yeah. Did he have like a tripod and a professional camera or something? Because they came out really well. <laughs> he mean, also you... brought a pole with them at one point. Yeah, there's, oh, well, a, yeah. there's a pole dance as well. I read somewhere, I think it was actually Wikipedia, that pole dancers had seen that and said, yeah, that's very, some good pole dancing animation, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. Well, at least they were animated correctly. That's the thing. This show, fantastic. They clearly... I don't want to use the, trace, the word traced, because that sounds derogatory, but it is clear they sort of traced figure, actual figure skaters to do it. And they, yeah. from what I've seen, that's quite difficult to do in terms of animation. Yeah, they've referenced um, skaters and pole dancers, clearly. Mm-hmm. And they did good. Yeah, they've done an awful lot of watching figure skating and or pole mm-hmm. Uh Last thing I wanted to say, just as a behind the scenes, uh, there is one character in it. Okay. For non-anime watchers, it's always very funny when there's an English speaker in a Japanese show, okay. because they don't normally get native English speakers, which is un- completely understandable. And so the English always sounds a bit messy. A bit off, yeah. And there was a French speaker at the end, and I was like, oh, that's really good French. I wonder if that's maybe sounds worse to French people, or if it's actually really good. Turns out, it was a... First of all, it wasn't French, it was Swiss. Mm. I'm just bad at hearing. And it was someone called St- Stephanie uh, Lambiel. And he is a professional figure skater that they just got in as, like, a professional oh, cameo. Oh, wow. They're like, so, we're doing an anime about figure skating. Would you like yeah, to cameo? exactly. Oh, nice. He was the French commentator in the finals. Hmm. Swiss. Swiss commentator. Swiss commentator. Yeah. I think he might have been speaking French, to be fair. I need to look back on that. Oh, was he playing a French person? No, he was playing himself. So, okay, yeah. So he is the Swiss commentator. Yeah, apologies. Apologies to Switzerland. Apologies to Sw- <laughs> This is not the first time we've forgotten about you on this show for long-term listeners who may remember our uh, coverage of um, Sound of Music. Mm. Austria. Yeah, I kept saying Switzerland instead. Yeah, you did. Here we go again. It was a good time. I'm making up to them by forgetting about them this time. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> Without out of the way, those are all my opinions. But I have been reading a fic called Surveillance Shipping by Precious Bunny Noise with okay. a Z. I know them. You know them? I know No, not personally, but I think they did a Lanjan ship. Oh, is this a second is this one you covered? I, f- I feel like I've heard of this author before. Oh wow, okay. I feel like we actually did something on this author before as it's, well. It does now you mention it, it does sound familiar. I mean, it might not be that one, but I've definitely heard of this author before. The name rings a bell for me as well. Now you mention it. This is where it turns out I haven't done this on the show, and in fact, it's just I'm just exposing my free time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it's not that. one we did. We did one by Red Scuddery, Wayus, and Jad Stone. So by the looks of things, this is just what you read on your uh, yeah in your free time, Grace. But I'm glad you mentioned it because you just reminded me of something I forgot to mention in my overview of Yuri on Ice. I found something very strange that I'd like to talk about. Okay. And there are around 110 fix shipping. Hang on, let me just confirm the ship. Yes, it was Russian Yuri. There are 100 fix shipping. Russian Yuri with Weibo... Yes. Uh, there's a there's a ship called Yibo Yura. Okay. Uh, it is Yuri on Ice. It's... Yeah, it's the actor who plays Lan Zhan. 
shipped. Not, not Lanjan himself. Not Lanjan himself. But just the actor who plays him. Yes. Shipped with uh, Yuri, Russian Yuri. Okay. They're all in Russian. I have no context for this. But there's about a hundred, and they're all written by different authors. If anyone listening speaks Russian, I would love some context on this. Yeah. If you could look into it and figure out what's going on there. Why specifically those two? Why it's so prolific? And why it's all in Russian. Mm, and why it's just a Russian audience that's very keen on shipping these two. Yeah, it's, it, it does seem ra- rather a, a weirdly specific uh, ship, mm-hmm. unless there's, there's something that we don't know. I, yeah, I'm fascinated. Mm. Oh, one of them's, one of them's just a comic. Hold on. Hi, we're all on the same microphone now. Oh, this is going to be dreadful. No idea what's going on, but there's a goose. There's a pigeon. There's a trash bag with a fly, and there's a pigeon. And, and uh, Lanjan's blushing. Domestic fluff, maybe? I don't understand. <laughs> There was a comic, it stars both of them, and it was all in Russian. That's all we know. If anyone can explain this to me, please write in. I'd love context. (laughs) There's an app you can get where it'll translate things you take photos of so it can read the writing for you. I should probably run it through something like that. I may do that before our next episode, so uh, I'll let you know. That's the next thing when we get bored of fanfics and chill. It's badly (laughs) Google-translated fix. Oh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that seems bad. Anyway, but what isn't bad is the fic I read. Surveillance Shipping by Precious Bunny Noise. Okay. As Grace has mentioned, she's very familiar with Precious Bunny because she's deeply invested in the Untamed fandom. Alright. <laughs> and Surveillance Shipping, I love this fic in particular because I love the trope it has set precedent for. And I would love it if this caught on as much as Soulmate AU's. Like, this is such a good premise. I'm so on board with it. It needs its own name, doesn't it? What kind of AU would you call it? I'd call it FBI AU. Yeah? FBI wingman AU? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, first of all, apologies in advance, I'm going to butcher some names because the protagonist of this is one Pitchett Chulanont, who is the Thailand skater. Mm. And I've probably pronounced his name wrong already. And in this AU... Pitchett is an FBI agent who has been assigned to monitor two separate people. One of them is Victor, and the other is Yuri Katsuki. Oh, shock horror. Mm-hmm. Pitchett's been in the job as an FBI agent for about two years. His boss is uh, one Christophe Giacometti, the Swiss skater. Hey, nice. Perfect. <laughs> And yeah, neither of them are actually threats. It's all very low priority. Uh, Yuri is being monitored because his skating coach is former CIA. Mm. And Victor is an author, a Russian author, who writes books critical of the Russian government. So the FBI just keep tabs on him, just to make sure. Ah, so it's, it's one of them things where they, they're not a threat at the minute, but they could turn out to be. Exactly. Yeah, sleeper agent sort of thing. Bingo. So they're just keeping an eye on him. Mm. Uh, two years pass. Pitchett spends two years monitoring their phones, their computers, their browser history, everything. I think this maybe is 
more true to life to what the vast majority of FBI and CIA agents experience on a daily basis. I can believe it. Yeah, it's not all like explosions and gunfights and car chases. Oh, it's never explosions and gunfights and car chases. You're literally just sat in front of a monitor looking at image after image after image. 100%. Yeah, trying to find patterns or Mm -hmm. things out of the ordinary. Bingo. Uh, Two years pass and we just get... Chris, great news. And... Causes boss over. Oh, are they doing something interesting? Yeah, you already got the part he auditioned for. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, I like that. Fidget had lost sleep over the stress of the audition and how it had taken yeah. a toll on his lonely cinnamon roll. Yeah, Fidget, Fidget <laughs> gets invested in Yuri's life, watching from afar. Oh, wow. And that's when he realizes Yuri is a fan of the books Victor is writing under his pseudonym. Because Victor writes his political books using his actual name, mm. and then under a pseudonym, he's writing uh, erotica. Oh, I see. And yeah, Yuri's a fan, and he's just says, "It's a shame such nice people are both so very lonely." And he goes, "Oh, hang on, <laughs> hmm." <laughs> and his boss is like, "There's nothing we can do about this," or is there? <laughs> They're both very into ballet, they both like figure skating, they both read a lot, they're both introverts, they both love dogs, they both have very similar porn searches in their browser history, (laughs) so, yeah, they're perfect for each other. It uh, it does sound like Fitch is the kind of guy who is enthusiastic enough to try and make this happen. Yes. Yeah. So he does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he begins by modifying their Facebook feeds to try and get each other in each other's circles on Facebook, which I fully believe is something the FBI can do. Wow. Um, okay. It's like manipulating algorithms. doesn't seem that hard. Um, and he starts doing the same thing on Tumblr because they both use Tumblr. Uh, they Victor ignores the email. Um, they, yeah, they keep doing it with social media. It just doesn't work. So in the end, Pitchett resorts to, as the author describes, drastic measures. (laughs) He sets up a fake contest for ballet tickets and sends it to Victor in the hopes that he'd enter and go see Yuri perform, and then they'd fall in love and get married and adopt beautiful poodle puppies. (laughs) He's he's going to an awful lot of trouble, but if anybody's got the resources to make this happen, it's the FBI. So it turns out Pitchett's doing this out of his own pocket. Because oh, oh his boss is upset, being like, how dare you waste government money? He's like, no, I'm doing this like on my own time. <laughs> I bought a web domain, set up a fake ballet ticket contest, got him plain, rigged it so that once Victor enters, he is the only person who could win. Uh, I, do, I do like this. You wasted government money on matchmaking your targets. I did not. I bought the web domain, the ballet and the plane tickets, and the hotel reservation out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, you know what? Sure. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> and it's at that point his boss is on board as well. He's like, you know what? Yeah, fine. I, I kind of ship him too. Not gonna lie. So the plan comes together, and they all end up getting flown out to DC. Yuri is performing. Uh, Victor has front row tickets that he won in a contest. I see. Um, they arrange all the hotels. They set it all up. So they bump into each other, and it is love at first sight. It's like, oh... He's beautiful. I'm really gay. <laughs> that is literally the, the line there. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Oh no, he's adorable. Victor thought to himself, "I'm really gay." 
um yeah they meet they uh it doesn't go anywhere both of them chicken out they don't ask for each other's number luckily when victor heads to the coffee shop he runs into christopher jones who is chris christoph in disguise i see who has come along to this and he's like ah you should come to this party afterwards tonight because i've heard of you author and i'm a big fan and oh it's at the watergate hotel by the way, they've bugged the Watergate Hotel. Uh, fans of politics may uh, recognize <laughs> that one <laughs> as a little reference to when the FBI bugged the Watergate Hotel for one Richard Nixon. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Uh, Probably didn't need to rebug it, they just left everything. Oh, yeah, the bugs are still in. Turn the bugs on again. It's old Nixon bugs, though. Yeah. So fucked up to. <laughs> yeah, just turn them back on, it'll mm-hmm. be fine. So, yeah. Yeah, Yuri's gutted. He didn't get a chance to ask for the guy's number. He's sad. They eventually go to the... Um, uh, he does the performance. They go to the party at the Watergate Hotel. And then someone introduces him to Victor, an author. And then he's like, oh, it's the hot man. And they get talking. They talk about his books. I, I think it's quite cute. Uh, Yuri's like, yeah, I don't read political stuff. I'm more into like uh, fiction stuff. Mm. It's like, oh, what kind of fiction books do you? Well, I read an author called Nikki Forrest, and of course, it's Victor's full name yeah. is Victor Nikki Forov. So Nikki Forrest, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, big fan of these. It's it's got great bisexual male representation, and Victor's like, ah, okay. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that is a good author, aren't they? And yeah, meet cute. They keep talking the whole way through the evening. They dance a bit and they go to the hotel rooms, realize the hotel rooms are next door to each other. What a coincidence. So, what a coincidence. And they keep talking. They're just chatting to each other. It cuts the picture in the van, just like, fucking kiss! <laughs> because he's watching on the bugs the entire time, just like, I want this to happen. <laughs> Someone even made popcorn, so they're all, like, the office... They're, are, they're all round. Yeah. The FBI <laughs> de- watching department have got together, and they're, they're watching this date go off. <laughs> I really like that the fate of the free world is in the handy. Oh, yeah, like, if, this... <laughs> Probably a bomb threat going on in Washington, and all the FBI are like, hold on, Victor and Yuri are hold going on, to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> bi- uh, so yeah, they've made popcorn. He's like, oh, I'd like to get you to know, to know you more. And then they go in for a kiss, and we're just like, I fucking knew it! <laughs> Two years later, they get married, and they receive an anonymous wedding gift with a card that said, I always knew you two would be soulmates. Oh, come on. <laughs> Risking his life and his career. Oh, for sure. But, oh, it's so cute. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, I love this premise. I love the idea of surveillance shipping. I feel like if I worked in the FBI, I'd probably be exactly this kind of person and would be watching my people being surveyed and be like, oh, yeah, they should, they're, they're cute. Let's make this happen. So what, what I really like about this is halfway through when uh, Fidget's boss... Mm-hmm discovers that he's 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 doing this even after he's discovered that he hasn't wasted government money i think the next question would be why are you dicking about at work <laughs> but he's like oh okay fine mm. as long as the budget's balanced i don't care 
<laughs> I mean, as long as he's watching the right people, I suppose he is still doing his job. Yeah, I suppose. Technically, he can watch them on one monitor now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. They do mention that in the fic, actually. It's like, you're just doing this to make your job easier, aren't you? So you only have to watch one house at a time. <laughs> and he's like, no, I genuinely believe they'd be cute together. <laughs> And he was right. To be fair, if you were in the FBI, you would try and do things like that. I think I would. Yeah. I've heard from teachers that unofficially they do ship their students and, like, move seating plans. Seating plans? Oh, Sean's here. Uh, (laughs) Seating plans to make sure the kids they think would be cute together sit together. (laughs) So I I fully believe that's something FBI agents do as well. (laughs) We're all only human. Yeah, fair enough. We're all bored at work. Yeah. We're all bored We're all at work, work trying to ship people. Yeah. God knows I ship my colleagues sometimes. Yeah, I've, I've done that before. Mm. Is it possible Precious Bunny Noise is an FBI agent? That would that, that would honestly be a turn-up. Wait, but this, this is just them. Oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, okay, Precious Bunny Noise. Say nothing if you are an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh, reply to us with like a code word or something. I suppose if you work for the FBI but you needed a cover, you would work for some sort of anonymous office company. Mm-hmm. One that has like a big faceless building in New York, just blends into the background. And if you can get me a job, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not a US citizen, so I can't, but maybe you've got friends at MI5? Yeah, you The know. British equivalent? Yeah, that too. So we too could get a job at... Um, Shipping Inc. <laughs> Un- United Manhattan Paper. Yeah. Shipping yeah. incorporating will be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, precious bunny noise. This is delightful. If you are an FBI agent, I do. It did just occur to me, it's very risky for an FBI agent to be writing fan fiction, working in an office where everyone else is professional investigators who might be able to track down your fan fiction pages. I know I'd be embarrassed if someone at my work found any of my smart. So, uh, I suppose it depends on what you were writing and how ashamed of you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and James isn't very good author. That's why. <laughs> We're in the same room now. I can swear at you without it going on the microphone. Heh. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, precious bunny noise. This was a delight. Mm. Okay, shall we swap round? Are we? Yeah, I think we should. Who's going? You were on second. Yeah. Okay, I'll be on second. Ooh, Let's rotate the table. Do 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 do. <laughs> yeah, again, only three people, only three people will get that joke. That's number one. That's number one. <sighs> so, okay. Nick. Right. Let me just load this up. Oh yeah, and I'll send it to Graham. This is the uh, the worst bit about doing it in person. Like usually, all the stuff that you can. Uh, you can flub while people are talking. Uh, you kind of have to wait until you've sort of moved around. That's fine. We can cut stuff out. So, yeah, here I am sat under this uh, ominous-looking microphone again. Welcome. Um, have you both got it on screen? So, Nick, what have you been reading? Okay, so I've been reading some very accurate fan art by Kiss the Falling Sky. It's kind of a Yuri and Victor fic. Uh, Fitchett is here too. Uh, he plays a, uh, a principal role in this because, of course, as it says in the summary, Tumblr exists and Fitchett knows his way around it. Unfortunately, so does Victor. Okay. 
We're going back to probably before Euros like this famous figure skater. Uh, him and Fidget are roommates. Mm-hmm. They were roommates they, in the show. They were roommates in the show, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so Yuri's trying to sleep, but Fidget has other ideas. He's like... Is he's, he fidgeting? He's sat on him. He's poking his cheeks. He's trying to wake him up. Uh, of course... You know, Yuri sort of wakes up and glares at him, asks him what he wants, and it turns out that uh, Fidget has been on the sauce. So, yeah, he's he's pretty pissed and uh, wakes Yuri up, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. So, bit of a fun fact. If they're drinking now, they were roommates, but they were roommates in Detroit. Yeah. They're drinking illegally. Oh, my God. Because they're underage. It's 21 in America. Because we never did that, did we? No. James and Grace. (laughs) We didn't get into a club at 16 years old. (laughs) Thank you, Terry, you're a legend for letting me in. Um, Okay, so, yeah, Fidget's like, okay, okay. So you know how you're in love with Nikiforov? I I just want to add, it's it's written how much you're in love with Nikiforov. Yeah. And uh, Yuri, ever the straight man. Fitchit, you are my friend and I oh, love you. But where it, nothing straight yes, about you. I Yuri. know. You know what I mean when I say straight man. One's the comedy guy, one's the other guy. Yeah. Got you. So Yuri is the other guy. He just responds with, Fitchit, you are my friend and I love you, but where are you going with this? And it turns out that Fitchit has been scrolling through Tumblr and he's found a blog. And it turns out that this blog has fan art. So, you know, he sits Yuri down in front of the computer and sort of uh, he's typing behind him. And uh, Yuri's very surprised to be uh, greeted with a shirtless drawing of himself. Which, of course, <laughs> you would be. <laughs> Fitchit, what is this? It's you. Yeah, I gather that. This Tumblr blog, they're dedicated to drawing art of you. Super duper good art of you. So anyway, they, they go through a few pictures. Yuri thinks they're quite accurate. Uh, even the pictures where he was wearing very little clothing. And Fitcher even wolf whistles at him when he finds one of Yuri in a maid outfit. <laughs> so they discover that they're on the Yuri Katsuki tag on Tumblr. And uh, Yuri has fans. Oh. So <laughs> uh, Fitcher's not done yet, though. Uh, so he goes up to the search bar and he types something in. And then it comes up with a page full of pictures of Yuri and Victor. And I'll read this verbatim because I thought this was quite good. Some of them were perfectly innocent. Victor cuddling Yuri, the two of them skating together, which did look appealing if he was being honest with himself. But then there were others which were less than innocent. He and Victor making out. He and Victor naked. Him with Victor's... Oh, God! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, they have a fight um, because Fidget's taking the piss out of him. And uh, and the scene ends. So uh, Yuri's kind of sad because he could dream all he wanted, but he had a snowball's chance in hell of anything in, the, in those pictures coming true because he loves Victor so much. So we cut to we cut to years later. The conversation that uh, Yuri and Fidget had was completely forgotten. However, it all paid off because, of course, Yuri is sat across from Victor in St. Petersburg, engaged to said legendary skater. And he's just scrolling through his phone when he feels uh, just a foot pressed gently against his crotch. 
And of course, it's Victor. He's like, I, I wanted your attention. You're a, you, do, do you know people ship us, like draw out of us and everything? <laughs> and of course, Yuri's taken back to that conversation ages and ages ago. And it's like, oh, I, I see. And yeah, Victor turns his phone around. It was a familiar picture, one he'd seen several years ago, courtesy of Fitchit. One of Victor pushing his dick into Yuri's mouth. <laughs> um, so yeah, Victor has a tumbler. He knows how to use tumbler too. He found it on Tumblr. Isn't it well drawn and so accurate too? Of <laughs> course, you know, Yuri blushes, covering his face with his hands and, and muttering that I fucking hate you. <laughs> Even though that was far from true, so yeah, that that's where we leave it. I just thought it was a a short and sweet mm. crossover with real life. I would say because we're all on Tumblr and we all know uh, mm. what Tumblr can show up of us. I mean, unfortunately, this this must be pre Tumblr's porn burn. Yeah, because otherwise those images would have been lost to time, like tears in the rain. Lost to time or pixelated? Or pixelated? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can still tell what's going on. Yes. But, yeah, this was um, this this was short. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I always sort of wonder, one of the reasons why we don't really do uh, many fics involving real people is I often wonder how it would feel like being, for example, somebody called Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. opening up, say, Tumblr or Twitter or AO3, and finding a smut fic written about yourself or some some saucy art or something like that. Yeah, that's got to be strange. Yeah, it's got to be weird. I know authors and artists, they never ever mean any harm about it. But it must just be strange thinking, hmm, there's a picture of me here naked and I, I don't know, I'm filleting Willem Dafoe or something. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out of context once, one day. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is the problem. I can... We can never, ever, ever fall out because I know for a fact that James has just got hours and hours and hours of footage of me which he could just cut together. How did you know about the blackmail folder? Exactly. I know you've got a blackmail folder. To be fair, I I don't have a blackmail folder, but there is one clip I've saved of Grace going, (laughs) ooh-woo. That's, uh, I've just kept as a... She's got this eye twitch right now. She's glaring at me, but... uh, Oh, hang on. It's not even a glare. It's just sort of an I'm not angry. I'm just going to kill you in your um, sleep. Yeah, I'm looking past the uh, I'm looking past the chair. Um Ooh. yeah, Jim, if Grace decides to get the train home, I think you should be worried. I because um, you may find out that you've got no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I I keep thinking back to in this fic is that um Fixer mentions it's accurate. Mm. And it does make because figure skaters' outfits—they're quite tight. Yeah. Do you reckon this author kind of extrapolated a thing or two? Um, not author, sorry, the artist in the fic. Yeah, I I think so. I'm, or maybe they just guessed, and it just happens to be. Yeah, yeah. Because some people have big dick energy, don't they? Mm. And Victor does have big dick energy. Well, there you go then. I think that's fair. Grace hasn't said anything yeah, for quite some time now. Resorted <laughs> to shrugging, which is is great for us in the room, but it's it's bad for uh, podcasts. You've only got one microphone, and you're holding the microphone again. I don't know when to speak. You can just grab it whenever. <laughs> Grace just threatened to beat me to death with the microphone. Ooh. Right, we're saving that clip. Okay, time to go. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Kiss the Falling Sky. This mm. is delightful. Yeah, it was it was a, a lot of fun. And an ideal short but sweet introduction into the, uh, the Yuri on Ice mm-hmm. world. Because unlike Jim, I didn't have time to go and watch it last week. You know what, Nick? It took me four days. You can probably manage it mm. in one go. I happen to know Grace watched it all in one sitting. I did. Hmm. Broke into my house and watched the whole thing on my Crunchyroll account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. But yeah, that means, Nick, you've got no excuse. I want homework of opinions on Yuri on Ice characters. Opinions on Yuri on Ice for... Next session. Are we doing a Yuri on Ice fanfics and chill? Uh, that's up to you. Yeah. There's an author you need to message. There is. Cool. Once I've got over the fear. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's swap over, shall we? Let's rotate the table. Rotate the board. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. <laughs> this is a reference to the classic David Mitchell and Webb sketch, Number Wang, where they rotate the board. It's a fantastic little TV show. Most of it's on YouTube now, so you can probably watch it. Yeah, exactly. As I said, exactly three people will get this joke, all of them British. I think it's iconic and British enough that any Brits will understand what I mean by Number Wang. Yes, Grace, what have you been reading? Ah, I have been reading Dancing Fireflies by Angel Trump. I went through a few fix, and I have to say, this one made me fucking. I see why. <laughs> oh, it's crack! It is crack! I've crack just... treated seriously. <laughs> so the words that stand out to me in the notes are ass soulmates. <laughs> Uh, the, the title gives away sort of what this is about. Um, summary: oh. the banquet scene where everything is the same except an AU where your butt lights up when you meet your soulmate. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Don't be sorry, Nick. I no. said when your butt lights up when you meet your soulmate. It's I a mean, soulmate AU. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry that doesn't work in real life. <laughs> Between Katsuki Yuri and Victor Nikiforov. I knew that Victor was the one because the sun shone out of his arse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Victor is butt naked when he first meets Yuri, so oh, well. he would know. Well, yeah, when he shows I'm sorry, up. not first, yeah, first time in the show that we see. Yeah, yeah. But time travel in it. Mm-hmm. Not time travel, you know what I mean. So I love how this starts, so I'm just going to read out how it begins. <clears throat> and it's quite poetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could, I love. could one's arse still be connected to their soulmates even after one fall on the ice too many? <laughs> <laughs> it's more likely than you think. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the main thing Yuri was thinking about at the Grand Prix final. Crushing defeat, embarrassment and disappointment, not to mention grief about his dog, did take up more of Yuri's thoughts after all, but he'd be lying if he said the question did not briefly cross his mind at least once. What if enough falls bruised his tailbone so much that even if he did meet his soulmate, the light of his ass would fail to glow? This is fucking batshit. Gentlemen, please. I I ask for maturity while reading these fics. You will not get maturity. I, I know. I... Then why did you come to the shipping podcast? I know. 
Yuri had heard stories of soulmates meeting before, his mother having explained how she met his father in vivid detail. Their <laughs> eyes had met across the room and their arses had begun to glow with a telltale sign of having met the person they're meant to be with, their soulmate. <laughs> they had proceeded to get to know each other through the night with smiles beaming as brightly as their buttocks. <laughs> to be clear, we... This is not laughter and mockery. We love this. Okay, so right. you know how I said... Um, <laughs> it's a know, delightful spin on it, isn't it? <laughs> you know how I said there were things out there which were a bit like a caviar pot noodle. Right? <laughs> it's well written, but this, it's batshit. <laughs> yeah, this... Masterfully executed. This is a spam Wellington. <laughs> it's, it's... You've taken a goofy premise and you've created... Like, I'm trying to think of a work of art to compare. You've you've created the Mona Lisa. It's it's extremely well done, but it's made out of reformed meat, which came out of a tin. So. <laughs> Mona Lisa, but made out of pasta. Yeah, yeah. Which is wonderful. <laughs> oh, yes, the elements are questionable, but <laughs> it's very well written. <clears throat> so. It's after the pre-final. He's lost badly. He's a bit sad, but you know he's trying to you know, he's trying to be a good sport, and he's hanging out with the other skaters, and you know trying not to cry, bless him. And he goes up to Victor, who had actually come first place, mm. and he goes wants to have a little photo with him. And you know he <laughs> he was so caught up in his own disappointment that he had missed the beginning feeling of a faint glow from his ass. <laughs> I wonder how that feels, mate. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I, d- I don't know what glowing feels like, so I don't do it. I guess your cheeks would be warmer. I, guess. Yeah, I don't know. Is it like having a hemorrhoid? What? <laughs> I don't... Uh, so later they use the word buzzing. <laughs> and I... But we'll get to that. Is that in the mid-2000s chav way? Like, oh, mate, oh, mate. I'm buzzing. Mate, buzzing. <laughs> I'm thinking more fireflies. So like, okay. You know? I don't know, like getting the protons going, what the fuck makes it luminous? I don't know. I don't know. Do the booty clap cheeks. I don't, <laughs> and, and then glow comes out. Do I don't... you hear the booty slap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh I feel we've got, we've got somewhat of Clapping that. the cheeks if, of angry men. If anyone says to me, oh, Grace, you're glowing, I'm not just going to no. think of this and I'm just going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna spit whatever I'm drinking all over them and wheeze. <laughs> At least you'll know when your soulmate's close, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So a while later, Victor's just milling about drinking champagne, and he comes across Yuri again. Only this time, Yuri is absolutely fucking smashed. He's been downing drinks, and he's just an absolute mess. Uh, so, yeah. But, you know, that's canon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens, you know, at the party. He has a bit too many. Well, you, you would, wouldn't you? Oh, yes, it works too, isn't it? Yeah. It, the drinks are free, bro. Why the hell is no one else absolutely plastered is beyond me. But <laughs> oh, dear. So he starts challenging um, Russian Yuri to a dance-off. And as, as we talked about it earlier, Russian Yuri, completely fucking sober. He's too young to drink, but he's giving it his best shot. He, he sure is. And <laughs> Japanese Yuri absolutely destroys him despite being borderline <laughs> paralytic. <laughs> Victor ignores the buzzing feeling in his ass. <laughs> 
Maybe yeah. that's a different unrelated thing. What? Shingles? <laughs> a vibrator. I don't know. Maybe. Butt plug. Mm. No. No, James. This is love. This is a soulmate <laughs> AU. <laughs> that's not a butt plug. That's love. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <clears throat> the other skaters join in. Chris gets a pole from somewhere and they just start pole dancing. <laughs> and and there's just like this whole thing of them having like a fucking dance off and how they're all like getting really competitive and shit. And it's all really funny. Incredibly funny. And, you know, we get to the bit which is back to the canon where Yuri's like, be my coach, Victor, and, like, starts throwing his arms around and starts grinding on him and shit. <laughs> like a like a chaotic drunk gremlin, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> oh, and, oh, there's some brilliant lines in this. Um, the other switch was the light switch of his ass, flickering the setting from a faint <laughs> beam to maximum luminescence. Not even the shine of Victor's five gold medals combined to top its brilliance. <laughs> the material of Yuri's underwear was useless against the power of a soulmate glow. <laughs> this is firefly erotic. Uh, and not in a um, Joss Whedon sense. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, so, it's so funny. It's just, oh, the, oh, Victor grinned and took the hand, allowing himself to be pulled along by his soulmate to the centre of the room, sneaking glances at Yu's perfectly shaped glowing ass in front of him. <laughs> oh. oh, for God's sake, yeah, but I think, yeah, they realise that they're sort of, like, glowing for each other. <laughs> I guess, and and um, while everyone's sort of dancing for themselves, they're dancing as a pair now, and you know it's kind of like fireflies doing a, a ritual, and it's funny because it's ridiculous, but it's also it's both ridiculous and incredibly sweet at the same time, <laughs> and it's the most it's wholesome as fuck, but it's just, <laughs> but it's just it's just <laughs> it's. Wholesome, wholesome, wholesome. But instead of the two of them dancing as one, there was no winner in this dance between soulmates with butts of equal brightness. <laughs> there was only mutual victory. That's such a wonderful it's, last line. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, and uh, the notes afterwards, bless them. Yeah. I ignored so many responsibilities for this. I used eight different words to refer to butts, but ass wins with a score of nine. <laughs> Oh my god. So so good. So good. Where did you find this? AO3. <laughs> AO3. <laughs> Angel I... Trumpets, you're a poet. <laughs> I would argue your only responsibility was to bring this to existence because this is a delight. Yeah. Um Yeah, no notes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. I actually no, one note. I'm overthinking this, I know. I'm just thinking about the evolutionary survival benefits of a glowing ass, of why people might grow that in this AU. Why you want to ruin it? Because I I don't know. What, why? I'm o- why? I like overthinking these things. Well, it'd be useful at nights, for example. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Just think, mooning someone. Yeah. Just got so much better, didn't it? Mooning it could be like the test for soulmates. You mutually moon, and then. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of the uh, one of the human courtship rituals. Yeah. Drop your trow. If you glow, you're compatible. Speed dating would be so different. <laughs> <laughs> it's very quickly. Whoop. 
<laughs> yes, yes, no. You're not the one, but you'll do for tonight. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about Tinder and Grinder and all those kind of sites. Like you'd, oh, I don't know. It would just be like a live camera. You just you drop but, trowel and then see if, the if it goes. Oh yeah, if it doesn't work, work over the phone. Oh, that's gonna it might, be. It might be like a hormonal bioluminescence yeah. thing. Oh, that could be a problem. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. he might be the one. No, he lives twenty miles away. Don't do it. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> like, so you've you've still got to be within like. I, I don't know, a couple of feet of each other yeah, I, I before think it starts it, to work. I think that's what was happening in this fic as well. Like, the canon of this fic is that you've got to be close by because they would have definitely, like, seen each other from across the rink and would not have started that's glowing. That's very true. <laughs> okay. If we're going to get technical about no, it. that's true. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Angel Trumpets. I love this. <laughs> Make more. Yes. <laughs> more. <laughs> um, so what have we learned today? Hmm. Unless, is there anything else we want to add about Angel Trumpers? What more can you say? Like we, True. Critically acclaimed, it's funny. Yes. It's I mean, <laughs> we are critics, so this is now critically acclaimed. Yeah. Sure, uh, well, Seal of approval. <laughs> so I learned, we now have two types of AU I really want the rest of uh, the internet to catch up on. I want other fandoms to get in on this. I want more asses. <laughs> and I want more FBI agents. And you know what? I think that's going to be the title of the episode. More asses, more FBI agents. What? I'm going to suggest something ambitious if any author wants to take it up. FBI AU, where they're trying to get people together because the glowing ass thing has to be within close range. Mm. Problem is, is that the two people are far away at the moment. And Mulder and Scully have to get together to make sure that um, they're in the same place. So. Yeah, to make shipping happen. I feel that could be slightly ambitious, but I'd read it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're big enough to start our own contests, but oh, if, no. if any author wants to write either of those two AUs, we'll happily endorse it and promote it on our show. Oh yeah, definitely. And as a reminder, you can write into us at thefanshippingforecast at gmail.com. I learned today that it was very, very strange um, talking to a chair instead of a computer screen for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, Grace is just looking at me from under the chair now. Uh, yeah, I, I'll post, um, or one of us will post a picture on Tumblr to see, uh, a couple of pictures on Tumblr to see what what we mean. But, yeah, I think this experiment has been a success. Mm-hmm. And because we didn't really have any other choice. <laughs> but we will be back to our normal schedule next week. I'm hoping because I'm not listening in right now. This could have glaring technical difficulties that I've not taken to account <laughs> for. Uh, if it does, I apologize. I should mention that's more likely than you think because this house is. We have demonstrated. Uh, well, me and Sylvie have demonstrated multiple times that this house may be haunted. So I just heard a door slam upstairs. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah. Okay. If there are any sort of ghostly spectral noises on here, then we'll be back to start our ghost hunting podcast yes. in two weeks. Grace doesn't look impressed with the idea of ghost hunting podcast. It's so overdone. It is a little bit. But if we've got an actual ghost... The key to comedy is repetition. Surely one of us will have a good ghost hunting podcast eventually. It's just a matter of time. Talking of time... It's probably time we headed out. Yes. So, uh, thank you for listening if you made it this far. 
uh, it's been fun doing this. It's been fun learning about Yuri on Ice. It's not something I would have watched unless Grace forced me to watch it, and I'm glad I watched it. You're so welcome, and thank you to Nick for letting us put his furniture all over his house yes. in unexpected places. Thank you, places Nick, for letting us rearrange his house. We're probably just going to dash out the door and leave you to do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything else, to be fair. Exactly. Uh, you know, I've, I've still got a load of empties to shovel into the bin from last night as well, so... But never mind, it was fun. And I hope you, dear listener, had fun as well. Uh, join us in two weeks when talk about... We don't know yet. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Uh, for now, thank you. And good night. Good night. <laughs>